three. This is looking good. One, two. Yeah. I robbed a bank and I don't pay taxes. Kidding. You love it. Got it on tape. Kidding. Do you think um, if you robbed a bank and didn't pay tax? Well, I mean, you're saying are those together or two separate things? Well, that would be pretty stupid if I robbed a bank and I said, I had a little more income this yeah, year. I need to declare $2.7 million in sequential <laughs> bills. <laughs> That's a huge bank. Uh, if I robbed a bank, I'd rob a big. You go in big bank. I'd go big. How would you do it? You do it all by yourself? Yeah, I just ask nicely. No gum? Gun? Gum. Yeah, I'd have, I have a gum. You have gum. I have a gum. You, you could threaten them with gum in the hair. I feel like if I was a teller. If I was a teller, I would not want gum in the hair. I um, almost became a bank teller. Really? Yeah. That's cool. But then when I asked about, you know, when you work at an establishment and you get like a discount. Yeah. So I asked about the employee discount. He said there wasn't one. Really? Yeah, I was expecting like at least 30. Like free checking? Oh, I was thinking money. Oh. Uh, discount on discount money. Discount on money. Yeah, get, get some 50% off money. <laughs> I got this 20 for 18. Yeah. And then uh, they said, no, that's ridiculous. And I said, you know what's ridiculous? Being employed at your bank. And I uh, stormed out. That really happened? Mm, some of it. <laughs> you I, did interview at a bank. I did interview at a bank. I didn't ask yeah. them about the discount. I, you've got bank teller energy. I think so. It's, I'd go to your booth. It's basically bartending for losers. Because when people come into a bar, oh man, they get drunk and they're so cool. Right. But and then pe- they give you money. But when people go into the bank, they're, they're so not cool <laughs> and they take your money. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think you get, I think it was, I didn't realize this, but bankers, it's like, maybe it's, maybe this is there. They're lying to me just to get me to take their shitty job, but it was like minimum wage. But they're like, oh, but if you do this long enough, you'll become a banker. It's like, is that really how bankers are grown <laughs> from a little teller boy? And then I also asked them for those little armbands and the green hat. And they said, again, what are you talking about? Do you know? Trying to be a leprechaun? No, like bankers have those like green visors on and oh, like in, in movies, like in movies. Yeah. Ouch! I just nodded so hard I spilled tea all over me. No, okay. Do you want a rag? Yeah. I'll get you something. Oh no, that's all right. You, have to you sure? Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta spin. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, it's, I mean, it was my fault, but. I feel like when you say you're sorry about that, you just mean sorry that happened, not sorry I did it. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, you're the fucking idiot that <laughs> spilled yeah. tea on yourself, but I'm sorry that it happened to yeah. you. Yeah. I feel like that's such a weird, like, you know, uh, my dad died. He didn't die. Sorry, this is a story. Okay. This <laughs> is a fake story. Jeez. But if I were to tell you my dad died and then you say, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah. Some people's like, well, it's not your fault. It's like, that's not what that means, right? No, I know. It I means I'm so that. sorry to hear of that. Of course, of course. And then I'd be like, ah, it's all right. Ah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Well, it's better than at least they do that and they don't jump to the next one where my dad died. I'm so sorry. So you're the fucker that shot him. You know, Mm, that's good. That would be bad. Oh man, I can't wait for my dad to die. I can try all these bits. (laughs) (laughs) It's going up to everyone. (laughs) Seeing what'll happen. Um, so this is a weird recording. This is when will it end? When will it end? We thought it was over. We did. And we're then, back. And then, well, uh, for the listener, we're still here. 
but us were back. Yeah. Cause I went in back and for some reason the mic turned off. So I'm going to actually maybe, I don't know. I had a period where I wore the cans and I thought it helped, but then one recording the cans sounded good and the computer didn't. So I just have mm. stopped. So I'm just gonna have to look at the computer more often, but yeah, like a whole section of great stuff. Maybe the best section. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, I believe it was a section where you were saying I was a generational talent. Right. Oh, my God. That was so nice. I'm not going to ever say that again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you were talking on and on about my, uh, hmm, I don't remember, was my ankles or my feet? Both. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. It was just everything down there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ten minutes on that. Yeah, it was a great chunk. Yeah. (laughs) Were you still talking about my feet and ankles? (laughs) The best chunk of Charles. (laughs) Everything below the ankles. Um. But yes, we're going to come back. We're going to do our best to recreate it. I wore the same outfit. You wore the same outfit, right? Yep. Okay. Everything's the same. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at you in your pajamas against a a cool background. Yep, a little camera test I did. Yeah. Where'd you do that? In here? In here. Green screen against the wall. Where's the green screen? Uh, I put it away because my cat was climbing it. Mm, we were talking earlier about I might get a cat. I'm so excited. What is your top three for the for a person who has never gotten along with a cat? What is your top three point pointers? Tips. Tips? Cat for, tips. Like for why they should get along with cats? No, for like how to properly get along with a cat. Oh. Um, three tips. You got three tips yeah, for me? Yep. Yeah. Scoop their litter daily. They like that. Well, I'm, we're going to get a self-cleaner. That's like, that was honestly, there's two things that I hate about cats. And I'm going to use the H word because like this shit ooh, sends me up a tree. Like a cat. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe I'm closer to them than I thought. Uh, I don't like the fact that something is shitting in my house that isn't a toilet. People like dogs, you have to clean up after them outside. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'll pick that up and throw it in the trash. At least my house doesn't stink like shit. So I think we're going to get a self cleaner. Okay. But what's your, maybe not. What's your, like, where is your litter box? I've never noticed it's, it. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in an open space in our living room. It's, you know, pretty, pretty well ventilated. Um, okay. So you don't think your living room smells like shit? Every once in a while when the litter needs to be changed, it starts to, you know, get a little funky in there. But if you, if you, Clean it every day. Pretty good. We've got like a litter genie. It's like a diaper genie for the poop. What the hell's a diaper genie? It's like when you can't people compare have babies, they take the diapers and you put it in like an air sealed thing so that your trash doesn't just smell like diapers all the time. Oh. So they replicated that technology for cat litter. How did you know about the diaper stuff? Because you don't have kids. I know people with kids. What's that? It's a, it's a reminder that we're recording. <laughs> Turning that off. <laughs> good reminder. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. What would you set it for a half hour after it starts? Uh, I didn't know you could do that in Google. No, I set it for one, but for some reason at one thirty it's coming up. I don't know. Maybe you missed it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so if the, let's say litter box, not even an issue. We sort of resolve that by just getting a robot to do it for us. Okay. And we're also going to put it in the, like, the only part of the house that we never go into. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a good idea. We used to do that. Like we used to put it in our like guest room, but now that we have a couple cats and you, you need, if you have more, if you have multiple cats, they say you're supposed to have one more litter box than cats. 
So we have three litter boxes. Are you boxes. kidding me? Wait, what? So if you have one litter box, one litter box. We had Sorry, one if cat. One, if we had one cat whoa. for many years and had one litter box. Okay, and that's fine. Not an issue. I think it's because cats can be territorial. So you want to have kind of like a bonus box right. in case like the, one of them's mm-hmm. like, yo, get away from my box. DMZ. Kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you put landmines in the third box? Yeah. 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 Just make sure no one's ever going to cross that. So, uh, litter box aside, three tips. You got to play with them. They love to they love play, you know, get a little string toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love being fed. So just feed them, you know, feed them when they, they're hungry a couple times a day. And, uh, do you leave the food out? Like, this is the thing. I depends. Cats, I, can yeah. get, cats can get too fat. One of our cats is getting a little fat right now. I dated someone who had two cats and one was like, uh, I mean, I think he was older anyway, but he was like, you know, a grandpa at a hospital. Well, mm-hmm. meanwhile, the other one was just like Jabba the Hut. Yeah. And there was no way, like they did their best, but one cat would always just bully the other one and get their half their meals every time. Uh, one of my best friends has two diabetic cats. He has to give them insulin shots every day. Wow. They're huge. They're so fat. <laughs> I was over, I was at, his, I was I was over at his house once and I was like, I was like, oh, I saw your fat cat. That is fat. And he's like, that's not even the fattest one. And then the fattest one came out. It was like, <laughs> did it like break the walls and floors so and fat. stuff? Like 20 pound cat. Whoa. Yeah. That doesn't sound that big. I bet I could be fatter. So like Tank, who you just saw, mm-hmm. just for reference. Eight pounds? Cat, seven or eight pounds. Yeah. yeah. So imagine 20 pounds. Fuck. Three times Bowling that. Bowling ball. Jesus. That's cool. That's a cool cat. Now I get that expression, cool cat. Yeah. Put some sunglasses on that fatty. <laughs> That's good. I call Wink fat sometimes. And Amy tells me to stop. I don't I don't think it's you know, it's like she listens to maintenance phase. She should know that's like that's not a that's sometimes Wink just is a little fat. Oh yeah, I know. I call Mots our other cat fat sometimes too. It's yeah. just it happens all There's the no time. Judgment. Yeah, no, nothing wrong. Loving. Yeah. Though I guess I don't know. Maybe this is just the same sort of body shaming that happens in human world. But like I've always heard if your dog and, or cat gets too fat, they'll like they'll get arthritis or they'll have joint mm-hmm. problems. Yeah. But maybe that's just, you know, myth propagated by. I mean, can we keep body shaming for animals on the table? You know, because I think I do a very good, very, very good job of not body shaming my fellow human beings. <laughs> So you want to have a little outlet. I have a little outlet a little on my space. cat, you know? My mm. cat doesn't speak English. Some English, maybe. Not, it doesn't know what I mean when I say you're a little pudgy. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it might speak, well, it might understand things in a different way. So it actually does know. Maybe it's, we don't really know, right? Yeah. Pretty, it's all those stories. Uh, when I used to have a dog... Um, he would start getting really, my roommates would tell me he'd get really excited before I was like even home. Yeah. But it was consistently enough that. That's cool. Just know. He just knew when I was nearby. And Wink will get very excited when we drive by um, cows and horses and goats. Nice. But like, I mean, maybe she can smell it through the closed windows. I guess so. But maybe she just can telepathically know that there's, big animals nearby yeah so we don't know yeah these are all very good examples of silent language <laughs> yeah so maybe when you say you're pudgy tank can't gets it 
Maybe. But you know what? Tank's probably beyond it. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah I am pudgy. That's great. Being pudgy. Sounds fun for a little cat to be pudgy. For sure. Cats have great lives. Yeah. I think you just have to understand cats have great lives. Mm-hmm. Do you have any ways to communicate with your cat that aren't just calling them fat? Like, is there someone who doesn't yes. really speak cat? Oh, yeah. I do all sorts of stuff. I have a lot of bonding, a lot of play. Uh, I, we, uh, I help feed the little one cause he likes company. So I, we call it staffing the cat. So I'll go and I'll staff him at the, at the bowl. I'll put my hand up near the bowl and he kind of hits my hand with his face and eats dry food and it's uh-huh. a nice little thing. Yeah. Wait, why do you call it staffing? Cause like when you work for like high level people, like, you know, it's like you staff them on their trip to DC or whatever. Mm, oh, it's that's like a that verb. Term. Okay. So it's like, you know, so I have to staff tank, like, you know, on his meal. That's good. That's a good name for a cat too. Uh, okay, great. Yeah. I think we're going to go, we're going to go check it out soon. It's great. I don't know. How was the expense on a cat? High? Mm, not as Medium. high as dogs. Cause you don't have to board them as, as often. That's yeah. We were thinking, you know, wink hates dogs, but we we're like getting a second dog would be fucking even worse. Yeah. Jesus. We can the barely. Walking is tough. I mean, I know what you said about being outside, cleaning up their poop, but you know, and there's a blizzard cats right there doing its thing. Same yeah. as every day. Yeah, that's true. So you're a lazy guy. Hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say. I actually really like that because I would probably do nothing all day. Yeah, I like to chill inside. Yeah, that actually sounds nice. What am I fucking doing? Walking around. Day like this, a little rain. I love it. Yeah, I've already walked for two miles today. That's crazy. Yeah, I've got another mile to go before I sleep. <laughs> I think maybe maybe a couple. I don't know. It's hard to know. Um, but running away is that something you would do as a lazy guy How like a that? runaway jury yeah 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 imagine a jury on the run would you join this is something that wasn't really brought up in the movie but would you run with them or are you too lazy would you just be like i'm just gonna chill here guys i'd probably just chill there yeah yeah that's the move it's a lot of work it's a lot of work running this jury oh my god uh, John was John, 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 John and, uh, Rachel. So good. So much energy. I don't know. Like that's a scheme. They got what? 20, how many million? 10, 15? Yeah. 10 to 15. But they're going to give it all away. So that's the thing is like, would I do all that work to just to give it all away? They never actually clarify. They might take a little referral fee. I think so, because actually they are... They have um, to pay for expenses and overhead. Yeah, that's true. And they are the victims. Yeah, they're so, part, yeah, so they probably get a share I mean, they could her get, sister. They could take the whole thing, really. It's not even that... That wouldn't be even false advertising. The money would still go to the victims of the trauma of that school shooting. So, yeah, maybe it's, so it will be worth it to run around a little bit with the jury to get $15 million. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this movie was really good. So fun. This is um a true highlight. It's like I'm forgetting now where it comes in the order because we're re-recording, but this is the one before no no. There this was... is yeah, this is right before Cranks. Or you know, it's eighth out of nine. Okay, yeah. So this for me anyway, and we'll get to the rankings next episode, which we haven't done yet. Even really thought about that's in the future. Yeah, what are we doing here? When my dad visits, yeah, he's in coming. The future, 
<laughs> He's a future guy. And hopefully he comes and records oh the my last God. episode with us. We promised it. Can you imagine if he didn't come in the future? That'd be so That'd messed be up. That'd be so disappointing if in the future he didn't make it. Um, But so yeah, for me, 789... I mean, I, I haven't seen Christmas of the Cranks yet, of but not, no. I can only imagine it's going to be wonderful. The highlight of the so this journey for me is like a real uh, slog through a canyon filled with shit <laughs> <laughs> to get to the Gingerbread Man and Runaway Jury. I, know. I love Runaway Jury. I know it's worth the ride, huh? Yeah, Poop Mountain. We went to Six Flags recently. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, and I can just imagine one of those. They didn't have the log flume, but sort of like. <sighs> If the log flume was went through, or if Spider Spider Man, no Superman, the yeah. ride. Have you been there? Yeah, yes, but uh, not, uh, a long, long time ago. I think all the rides are from the nineties. So I think you. Yeah. Did you see the the big Joker one that spins you around? No. Okay, maybe that's more recent. That was really cool. But are there? Are you trying to say there's some real duds and there's some real? No, cool I was just ones? saying like if instead of just on when you get on Superman the ride, you get tucked in mm-hmm. and then a guy comes around and pushes on right. your penis it's a crazy system Weird. yeah they just have this like i mean it's good because i don't die right but man squashed penis all day long over there yeah it's a weird job yeah Imagine that's that guy's job oh my god there's some of them were amazing at it we went to one ride and lines everywhere lines everywhere and then we went to this one and there was no real line we're like man this one must be a real mm-hmm. stinker we get there, the person on the microphone is just like screaming, like, all right, everybody get off the train. We got to run this ride in 20 seconds. Everybody get off there. And it's just like, hey, then you got to keep shit moving. We went to the fucking Batman and, and we just had to sit in the air for 20 minutes. Oh, that's fun. We got stuck. Um, but I was just thinking like, if, if you get in and then, you know, you go down a little bit to go up, if we were to compare this to the Grisham verse. Yeah. And rather than just being air, you just have to like go through a, a shit puddle yeah poop puddle yeah then get to ride the ride i feel mm-hmm. like we're finally ascending the roller coaster for sure and christmas of the cranks is just going to be the ride that's going to be the loop de loop this is a pretty good metaphor it this really is good because honestly christmas of the cranks i think is the main attraction is like is it this is all just like you know when you sign up for a course you have mm-hmm. to do a little prerequisites yeah it's the culmination. The I'm very excited for Christmas. Christmas in August? Is that a thing? Some places, winter. So you said this was one of your favorites, and Carrie, this is like you watched it with Carrie. Yep, this was definitely on the COVID list. And uh, so it was a relatively recent watch originally and uh, a very enjoyable rewatch. Yeah. You know, I like how it's, he's always, Grisham loves to pull fast ones and like game the antagonists in the movie, in all the movies. And this is like, the whole thing is that. That's what I love. Mm, This is true. This is um, sort of like Saw. It is. (laughs) It's like Saw if people didn't die during the movie. People died way in the history of this story. Uh Uh-huh. Oh boy, did they. That opening was wild. That opening is intense, man. But yeah, it's only, I mean, we can get to opening, but I just want to, it's like Saw because you're introduced to characters and some of them are more than they seem mm-hmm. and there's a puzzle at the heart of it all. Yep. And, and I love that you, you understand quickly that they're in on it and then get to see 
You know, they don't take too long to be like, is John Cusack on the the mole? Right. You know, it's like, it's not one of those movies that we've seen before where it's like, who's the mole? Who's the person? Mm-hmm. It's like, and then you get to really see, you know, some fun stuff in the jury room. Oh boy. Once you know that stuff. That's really fun stuff. I love when he gets the alcoholic <laughs> off the jury. Yeah. And that was when we lost. Man, I made a really funny joke about that. It's mm-hmm. gone now in the previous episode of this. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree. If this movie had been like, we watched John and Rachel pretend to be jurors for 90% of it. And then the, the big reveals that they're not. Yeah. Mm-mm. It'd be boring. Boring. Yeah. Cause we would know. Yeah. What I love about it is this case is it is up for grabs. It's not, he doesn't focus too much. It's not like most Grisham's where it's like, it's pretty open and shut how you want it to, B, I mean, it's like obviously you want people to not be hurt right. from gun violence, but it's like the actual. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Because in a time to kill, we all we want are people to be hurt by gun violence. <laughs> yes, but this is before Grisham <laughs> had his uh, his, his <laughs> aha moment where he turns it all around. Yeah. But it's like it, it's a great setup because it's like you can see before you see the ultimate reveal that, mm-hmm. you know, Rachel's sister is a victim and all that. You can sort of see how like, it's like, yeah, either side could win this. This is a toss up. Right. We have this jury for sale. This, I would say, uh, some Grisham movies don't even take place. And the, there's like, I was surprised by how little courtroom shit. Yeah. This has the most courtroom stuff in it. And as you've said, the least that we actually care about the outcome of yeah. the trial. Which is how it should be. Cause no one cares about watching oh the machinations of the U S legal system. That is just boring. Boo snooze. That put, that's that thing where they, they when you read like, um, an IMDB review, yeah. uh, and they're like, Oh baby, I'm an insomniac. So whenever I, um, in suffering from a bout of insomnia, I just put on, uh, well, I guess in this case it would just be the, a version of the runway jury that doesn't exist. Yeah. But if this were that world, they'd still have people who leave reviews like that and they would choose the runway jury. Totally. But yeah, whoever directed this, some guy I've never heard of. This movie looks like a born movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not exciting enough to warrant all those cuts. Yeah. And like action music. Yeah. I guess there's that scene with a pipe. Yeah. That's pretty (laughs) action-y. That was cool. I love that. Yeah, do you want to, um, unless, wait, there's probably running in Runaway Jury, or sorry, in uh, Christmas of the Cranks. Shit. They always, yeah. But I feel like, maybe that aside, this is, I've always been going back to the firm for running, and I maybe should have guessed because this has run in the title, but like, this actually has the best intense action sequences. It does. Do you think this is why John was in like, um, the end of the world movies? Maybe, maybe that's where he got his taste. Yeah, because man, he threw that pipe. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that scene was fun where a big guy hits him and steals his hard drive, and then yeah. John says, "No, no, I know the streets of Nolans. Yeah, I will hunt you down. I will get you, man. I will find you and hit your car with a pipe. Yeah. Well, that's what's nice is he's not he's not really like a meek guy that's in over his head. Like he's he's like can hold his own. Mm-hmm. And same with her. Yes. She's fearless. I mean, she has to make some tough calls in the moment. Yes. This is one of the best, like this whole franchise has been plagued with uh, 
it's like not a really nice way to say it, but just like useless, dumb women. There's, there's no strong women in any of these Mm -hmm. movies. Like the Pelican brief seems to be one yet. It's just like a woman who doesn't give a fuck about anything and gets to run away. And then the client also seems to be one because there's a woman lawyer, like the first time Christian's ever had like a woman lawyer. Yeah. And she just turns out to be incredibly bad at being a lawyer and, and a really, bad mom. And, right. But then like her redemption arc is that she becomes a good mom. I know. Not that she's like a powerful lawyer and figures out how to take care of this client. Such a bummer. It's like, oh man, I'm mom now. And she gets to weep with Tommy at the end. Like, yeah. oh, I'm never going to see my son again. So yeah. yeah, this movie, Rachel is fucking badass. Badass. Really good character. Um, and I think they work really well together. Yeah. Good chemistry. They're good. Rachel. She's, um, I feel like I had a weird crush on her when I saw the mummy. Yes. I recall you saying that the first time we recorded this. That's good. See, that's stuck. Yeah. Did you see the mummy? When I don't were, remember if I saw it. I feel like maybe because that was a big movie. Yeah, that was huge. And yeah. you were, you're my age. Yeah, I'm sure I saw it. Not like the same thoughts. 13 year old boy. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to have the same thoughts. Maybe you're more into Brendan. No, true, but now now I would have had the same thoughts as you in that. He was situation. charismatic. Yeah, we watched it again. It's really weird. He's a very despicable guy, but he has he's charismatic. Yeah, yeah. He treats her like shit. Mm. I know it's hard to watch anything made before <laughs> twenty twenty. <laughs> really, it really is crazy. Ugh. Um, but she's great. I think Rachel will just a. She, I mean, she sets it up. She's there. She doesn't, she doesn't need to be on the jury. She's making deals with Jean. Yeah. She's was great. Uh, Love Jean in this. She's making deals with Dustin. Yeah. She's a deal maker. She is a she broker. She gets it all done. Yeah. So the, what is it? It's just like a red herring of the movie is that you think they're just, so that's the thing. You think you, they're just capitalists. Yeah. But they're actually justice warriors Mm -hmm. social justice warriors gun justice warriors yeah well wait i don't know if they're social justice warriors you you don't get a sense how they feel about you know people being marginalized besides victims of gun violence i guess you're right that's what that's what social i mean that's sort of a pejorative term coined by i mean i don't actually know who coined it but it was quickly co-opted by the right that's what happened it was it was coined by the left and then you know the problem is every time you come up with something good it's then used into a pejorative yeah social justice i mean i remember when woke was a cool word fuck that was a good era a little blip a 10 10 month blip yeah yep and now just want to go back to bed exactly enough of that sleepy wait do you think social justice warrior was good I think it's a little. I think it's a little over the top, and I think that that's why it was so easily uh, turned on its head. Uh, yeah. Um. I mean, I think social justice is good. So, however, you want to make yeah, people but feel. Warrior. Ex- yeah. Warrior. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's sort of using the language of the. Well, yeah, I think I think using any kind of uh, violent language is not good for any cause. Yeah. Social justice. Social justice. Champ. Yeah, but then champ is also, there's a loser, you know? Social justice fan. A fan. <laughs> yeah, a fanatic. A fanatic for social justice. Fan. Just fan. But fan means fanatic. Yeah, but fanatic sounds too, like, mm, radical. So, so I don't think Just that works fan. either. Radical's fine. I think fanatic, though, does have sort of like a 
Like, oh, he's a fanatic. Yeah, like a little uh, uh, off, off yeah. the kilter. Yeah. Social. Well, maybe we don't even need justice. Because what is mm-hmm. justice? If we learn anything from Grisham, justice is just a fallacy. Yeah. People a, don't like gay, justice. It's a, it's people, who, people who fight for against justice are the people who don't want to admit that wrongdoings occurred. Wait, what? People that like, fight against justice? Like, I think the biggest problem with things like this is that people don't want to admit they made mistakes, you know? Like, when you talk about wrongs in history and, then mm. like, you know, like, like all the partisan stuff of, like, teaching how, like, you know, this country has, like, systematically abused types of people. Like, the people don't want to admit it because they just, it's easier to just it's say it didn't happen. It's an easy thing to admit. Yeah, but they don't want it. People just don't want to admit it. That's why justice is, that's why they use the word justice because it... Justice needs to be served for these unresolved situations. When Dustin yells at the the fat cat, man, he should have been smoking a cigar on the stand. Yeah. That would have been so that cool. That would have been cool. Just ordering brandies from <laughs> the bailiff. <laughs> Shaking his, his stogie at uh, Dustin. When Dustin comes in and is like, Dustin's got a great quiet yell. He does. It's one of his, I mean, I'm sure he's used it over and over again throughout his career, but if you're a fan of the Dustin yell, where it's just like a, a loud whisper somehow. There's a great scene in this movie where he's yelling at a fat cat quietly. It's like, you tell the, the people of the jury that this is not your problem. <laughs> that scene was good. Yeah. And then he gets the guy so mad he says it. Yeah. <gasps> the whole courtroom goes blank. Quiet. Yeah. That's, that's finally there. a good lawyer in a Grisham movie. And I think that's sort of um, why this movie's good is that it's like this movie isn't about like the legal it sort of shows that like everything we think about the legal system mostly comes down to human human thought and yeah. it, like it's just like judges in most cases like if it doesn't go to trial they'll be the ones that just sort of figure this shit out yeah and most all judges are just people and most of them are, are like old white guys yeah so like well, yeah. the jury system too. You oh have a God. very opinionated person. I've done jury duty once, and I remember there was just this one guy who was sort of just like, "It's obvious, it's this. Let's go home." You know what I mean? Like no, that it was kind you. Of, <laughs> this guy was you. No, I mean, yeah. like you. Luckily, I, you know, I think it was it was pretty clear what the verdict was, but like, right? It, it you could see how like someone could just bully their way into getting a verdict just because people are like sheep, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's really fascinating. So I think that this movie sort of highlights that that scene where Dustin gets the executive to say, like, it isn't his problem legally. It isn't his problem. Right. But then to hear the guy actually admit that he's like, he doesn't give a fuck who dies. Yeah. That everyone's like, oh, hmm. Yeah. Let's make that man spend millions. So, yeah, it's uh, and then the same thing with the jury, like John's character jumps in and you see all these scenes of him bullying in, yeah. in his like nice way, but yeah. really like corralling people yeah. to, and they do it nicely. It's like, he doesn't tell them what to do. He tells them how to think about the case. Yeah. But still it's like, yeah, one guy with a, with an agenda can really do anything with 11 other people. Totally. Yeah. And thankfully he's a social justice, uh, fa- fan. fan. Yeah. Thankfully <laughs> <laughs> he and Rachel are fans of social justice. <laughs> Um, the, you mentioned the alcoholic scene earlier. Yeah. That was a moment of his bullying. Yeah. What'd you like about it? 
Well, tell us what happened. No, what I liked about it is he had... Well, tell us what happens. So what happens is he needs to send a message to Gene Hackman that, like, he has full control of this jury and he can mess with their fate. (laughs) And she is a juror that is, like, positive for Hackman's camp. And... He knows she has a drinking problem because he's been watching everybody and cataloging all Was their weak problem? spots. Was it a problem? It's a huge problem. Was it a problem? She's got a huge problem. She's pouring in vodka throughout the day. It's like morning and she's touching herself up with with booze. That's Is a, that problem. a problem. Yes. It's jury duty. You have a little fun on the on the in the box. No, that's not what the judge thinks. Okay, so, you, so you're saying it's a problem. I'm saying it's maybe it wasn't a problem, but yeah. There's a but point also of, everybody wins. She didn't want to be there. She's true. drinking a jury duty, so she wins by getting thrown off that case. Right, but you know, maybe she just thought it was like vacation. When you go on vacation, sometimes you drink in the morning. Yeah, that's a good point. I so will maybe say, she's just like you the, know, the one time I did jury duty, it was an upgrade from what I was doing during the day. Right, so, and I remember jury. being very excited to be there. <laughs> yeah, so she was probably like, "Great, I can get drunk and have fun," and you know, yeah. maybe, maybe she, maybe she was just trying to reach her bomber peak. Yeah, and just sort of thrive in that headspace to really pay attention. Yeah. Well, anyway, she is an innocent <laughs> pawn that he exploits. Yeah, and he, he really catch, does. He, he, he pretends to like buddy up to her and want some of the drink, then fumbles it and kicks, you know, the bottle gets kicked. And, so funny. And then she gets caught. I, another uh, director, I think, this person really kept it like, that scene, you put in a different score, put in some sound effects. That's a, that's a riot. You got yourself a, oh, little, that's fun. a hollering oh, a yeah. laugh match. Yeah, 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 that's a fun one. Um, but he plays a little cool. And they do go to the office, though, and there is the funny moment where, because he, he's... Again, brilliant. He tries John to take the fall. Tries to take the fall. He tries to be the good guy. And then the judge is like, uh, I might believe you if you were wearing this shade of lipstick. Yeah. God, that judge knew it. That judge Nailed was good. It. That judge was a good a good prosecutor mm-hmm. on his own right. Yep. So they throw her out. That yeah. was a fun scene, but it, uh, great scene. Got an alternate in. We don't really meet. I think that's one of the things we sort of. Well, I don't want to reference the old episode. That's dead. Dead. It's There's gone. no old episode anymore. This is all we have. And we're hoping for the future. Uh, the We meet the blind guy. I love the blind guy. And we would just, all we want is more. I know. And they don't really deliver on that. They don't. Yeah. They just, And the same with the alternates. Like the alternates are in, they come in, I guess, because two people are kicked out. Yep. And we don't get to meet them. And I think, I haven't seen 12 Angry Men in a while, but I feel like this movie could have spent a little more time letting us meet. Like the thrill, like being in the room, the jurors, we get a, like a sense of their characters, but yeah. some of them we don't even get to know. And most of them feel just like, you know, pawns as totally. they are. Yeah. Totally. But yeah, the blind guy's cool. He fucking storms in. He's like, let me be on the jury. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And there's some like weird ableist stuff, but it's like on the right side of it. But yeah. then that's what's kind of a bummer is that, I, you know, you're waiting for him to have some kind of like shining moment. He's like set up as this guy who knows a lot better than any other juror. Mm-hmm. They make him the foreman. And then he just kind of disappears. Yeah. It's sad. Because yeah. like in the in the book, I did read this book. Well, I didn't finish this book. This book was really bad. So maybe that's another reason why I was like really surprised how much I like this movie. Yeah. Because the book was a very boring version of this story. Huh. 
And I feel like uh, this was definitely at the era where Grisham was writing for movies yeah. where like you could tell that this would be a much better screenplay than a, uh, a novel. Yeah. It's very repetitive. Um, so yeah, Not it's too bad. Yeah. But the scene with the, the like, I think the jury selection scene in the book was better because it actually like went, I didn't, if I hadn't read the book, I wouldn't have understood how jury selection worked. Right. Did you, do you have a deer? What? What'd you call me? It's called voir dire. Voir dire. Voir dire. What does that mean? That's jury selection. That's the French word that they use for selecting a jury. Voir dire? Something to do with scene? That's when they weed people out. Like in the beginning of that movie when they're, you know, excusing people. That's voir dire. There's a whole pool. And they have to select only the best. Mm, the best. Wait, was this in a time to kill? Yes. Time to kill, right? I think they have uh, it there too. Yes, when they're like, you know, you're when that guy says, "You don't call me a liar," and then he runs around, and everyone yeah. falls down. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I wish all voidiers were that fun. Yeah, um, time to kill. It's an all white jury, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got it. They nailed it. Oh, man, um, this one though, it's like they don't really go through. The book is cleaner going through like how it actually functions. And everyone gets their like mm-hmm. um, dismissals or whatever it's called. Yeah. But this just sort of seemed like randomly the room was like getting thinner and thinner. I didn't quite, un- I mean, I did understand because I read the book, but I was trying to put myself in like just watching the movie and it wasn't clear at all about like how a jury is selected, I didn't think. Interesting. Especially when the blind guy just like pops up on day two yeah. and forces his way on the jury. Like, where was he on day one? Yeah. Why did he skip the line? I like, know. what the, what yeah, the fuck's going on? Yeah, that's a real creative license they took there. Which is weird because they bring, like, they really make him stand out as a special guy. Totally. And then they just, like, use him as a way for John to show that <clears throat> he can choose the foreman. Yeah. And then, the, and then he becomes completely unimportant after that i know really dumb yeah in the book he he's called up and then the judge makes fun of him for being blind and everyone laughs at him and then he's like let me on your jury yeah they should have just they didn't need a movie moment for that they should just had him be a part of the thing that is a movie moment too it's even better of course because he's like he's a normal person and everyone's like oh you don't need to be here rather than me like I'm the blind guy that you've tried to exclude from your jury. I need to demand to be on it. Yeah. Yeah. God. I wonder what that actor has done. I don't have my phone on me this recording. No, but I think he's pretty well known. I feel like he looks, he looked familiar. The guy, the blind guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what a funny, cause like that must be so disappointing to have, like you read the script, you're like, oh, this is cool. Like this guy has a moment. And then you're like, wait, why don't I see his and name again like, on <laughs> page 45? <laughs> yeah. It's like flipping the script. Like, wait, what? Yeah. This is it one day? He's like, you see him after that, just sort of like sitting there in the room. He has maybe a couple lines, but it's yeah. like nothing. Yeah. The, um, yeah. It's a pretty stacked cast except for the jury. There's a couple names on the jury. Yeah. Mustache <clears throat> guy. He's a guy I've seen before. The guy who plays the army guy who yeah. loves guns and hates yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and then I forget his name, but the other famous guy um, on the jury. But this is not helpful. <laughs> but yeah, most of the other people were just like no names, which again is like a very clear choice that they were like, even though this movie's called Runaway Jury, this is not about the jury. Right. And I think that's, you can't give everyone a lot of airtime. I mean, 
Yeah, it's, it's that kind of movie. Two-hour movie. Yeah. Um, which is good because then it makes the movie focus on Gene. Yep. But there's so many other actors. There's what's his name who I really like who plays Dustin's guy. Um, yeah. What's his name? Fuck, forget his name. He's really great. Yeah, yeah. He's an actor that doesn't deserve to be as good to watch as he is because I don't think I've ever seen him like star in anything. This is a really good conversation about a guy I don't remember his name. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, I will. Wait, I got my phone right here. Um, he plays the, remember the opening scene where Dustin's like, uh, I'm the guy that uh, is going to choose your jury for you. And Dustin's like, why do I need a guy to choose my jury? And he's yeah. like, I'm the best of the best. I'll choose your jury the best you got. And then uh, he says, great. You're, uh, he's like, oh yeah, that's the guy. He's like, I, why should I choose you from what Dust, Dustin? Let me see if I can get my Dustin voice back. Why should, no, that's not it. Why? No, that's not it. Why should I? That's not it either. <clears throat> Why should? How are you doing over there? You getting close? <laughs> Why should I choose you to be the guy? That's hard to talk like him. <coughs> this is prime. Um, and then the guy, his name is the guy's name in Runaway Jerry that you are referring to is none other than Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> Mr. Piven says, because I believe in a world without guns. And I'm like, I just stood up and was like, yes, I am also a fan of social justice, Jeremy. So this movie is ahead of its time in its gun stuff. Like, you know, the the Sandy Hook suit that was won right. against Remington. Like yes. this, this is like a precursor to these big these big victories. Right. And as I told you, oh wait, no, never mind. I've never told you this before in my life. Never. But if you had did, what did would you have said? Well, I haven't. It was that the move the book decided that tobacco would be a really interesting um right. case. And I smartly the the movie the movie was like oh uh, uh, what yeah it would be interesting to look at the adaptations of grisham books versus the adaptations of other books historically in film i feel Crichton like grisham gets adapted a lot like all like i mean like they change a lot in the so movie. you're saying not the quantity of it but the changes are bigger the changes his. seem substantial like i feel like people have a lot of problems with the source material of christian <laughs> books <laughs> yeah know? like yeah, yeah, that yeah. was just like yeah this one's ready to go they're all like or you know like gingerbread man like or we change right. everything about the protagonist firm yeah i think and my least favorite movies are the ones that are closest to the source material yeah like a time to kill, we talked about like that's very close to the source mm-hmm. material, but because they couldn't make a six-hour movie, they basically just cut everything. What about the chamber? Does he live in the chamber? <laughs> I never read the chamber, <laughs> though I do remember that it was carpeted in the book. Uh, uh, no, I didn't read the chamber. I didn't read. Uh, actually, did I read all the other ones? That would be wild. I think you read almost all of them. I did. Yeah, and the changes are. This the changes in this are like that's such a great change. Like, can you imagine the open? So the opening scene of this movie is an office shooting. <laughs> well, what are you going to open with in a movie like a guy? It's hacking, a mo- it's like- a montage over fifty years of a little kid <laughs> smoking cigarettes, and then fifty years later in the ICU, like I shouldn't have smoked cigarettes, and yeah. then the daughter being like, "I will avenge you through yeah. this 
Never mind. Rigorous, I, I take it all back. That would be great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they smartly were like, oh, what is not only punchier and easier to show, but actually an More issue emotional that... emotional, too. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? I, I'm not on the side of big tobacco, but to me, the case against like... Yes, obviously, it's it's an addictive drug that they lied about and blah, 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 but still, it's like it's not the same as someone buying a gun and shooting someone else, in my opinion. True. So just the fact that you changed the story to like, about gun laws not really protecting people in the same way that a cig like whatever tobacco laws yeah you know obviously we sh- they should be taken to court and they shouldn't have to have any money left either but yeah, i feel it's like it's a much more clear-cut case to be like yeah the people who sell guns so that other people get murdered suck and yeah. should be put out of business yeah because i too like jeremy dream of a world without guns god damn that gun that fist bump yeah, that's what social. We're woke. We are that was not, the wokest fist we are touching. Not sleeping. Oh my god! Not till not till guns are just. Would you even? I don't even know if I want a squirt gun in my world. Squirt guns are pretty fun. We should call Jer. Yeah, they are. I really mean, fun. that's the thing. That's why people. But grow isn't that up a slippery slope? Super soaker. You ever have those when you were a kid? Uh huh. <sighs> fun. Fun. I would get a super soaker now. I think we should just have super soakers. Cops should have super soakers. Yeah. Only kind of do with fire hoses, I guess, and all Jesus, the questionable super stuff. Superest soaker. Yeah, no, cops shouldn't exist either. I dream of a world without cops, too. Yeah, I'm a big dreamer. You're a big dreamer. Jeremy and I, we're just... You and Jeremy. Man, it's so hard to be so woke because I don't get to spend as much time sleeping so I can dream of all this cool shit. I know. I'm, I'm just destined to live in a nightmare world where all my dreams can't even be i know you can either be woke or you can dream you can't be both it seems this is a good point we're coming on maybe that's why nothing changes because all the woke people don't have dreams and all the dreamers are so sleepy here's something i thought of the other day though is people give humans a lot of shit about not being able to change you know humans can't change blah 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 you know you hear that all the time wait he's given human so humans are people, talking about people other humans? People complain that about human beings that we're not capable of change. Okay. I thought like animals were complaining about humans. No, no. Like humans. Like the Humans human are condition. complaining about humans. We're not good at changing. Think about all the people with problems you wish they like could change so that they'd be easier to deal with or whatever. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But humans just can't change. But we have significantly changed the climate. Mm. So we are but, capable of change. Well, I think it still holds true that we don't change. No, I know. We change everything else. Yeah. Because if we changed, yeah, then maybe like, yeah, we're never going to extinct ourselves. We change the climate because we can't change from gas and, right. you know, growing too much corn. <gasps> but much like super soakers. Corn's good. Corn's good. I know. That's a problem. Corn's good. Yeah. I had four years of corn yesterday. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of corn. I tried to eat a corn on the cob. Like, you know, what's your tactic? What's your corn tactics? Share it. Share it. We've been grilling it lately. Oh, sorry. Well, how do you eat a cob corn? Oh, it's hands. It's mm, hand sorry. Corn. This question is really hard. To, like, are you a typewriter? Are you a, are you a... Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. More like a... Uh, do they even the kids know what a typewriter is anymore? I would call it OS 14. So what do you, you just... I program it. You swipe in it? I program the corn to you, have the kernels be pulled off. In the, 
No. With like a little drone? <laughs> yeah, no, I would say I'm a typewriter. I go across. Cross. And I, yeah, twist up. Okay. You don't, you don't go in, in, uh. Oh, ah, you know have what? Have you ever tried I'm, that? Mm, you know, I don't know. What would that even be I called? Actually, yeah, like a, like almost like a loop-de-loop kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like a roller coaster. Yeah, no, I think I mostly typewriter. I think I go across. And yeah. I go across, but then I miss spots, so I usually go back. I do a little cleanup. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, no on it. Yeah. I tried eating it like, like, um, what do you eat? Like a banana. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> it was that's, hard. Yeah, no. That, that but I did hard. it. Yeah. It's hard because unlike a banana, when you bite it, it goes in your mouth and down yeah. your stomach hole. Yeah, yeah. But with corn on the cob, you can't eat the cob. So I just was like trying to deep throat the yeah. corn cob to get to the other end where my hand was. Right. Yeah. No, that seems incredibly difficult. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> Do you have the little things you put in the little pins? Uh uh-uh. uh. You ever seen those? I think yeah, my yeah. grandparents had those. It's too meta. It's like, oh, I can't touch the cob. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hot. I know. Maybe immediately after you take oh, it out yeah. of boiling water, but it's like it's hot for twenty seconds. But there are people that are like that. There are people with temperature, you know, requests. I want I th- my corn to be so hot I can't touch it except with my tooth. Right. And the little plastic thing. I feel like boomers as much as they feel like they're big change makers. Uh, they're the daintiest motherfuckers. Oh, yeah. Most sensitive, How are they dain- making change? What is a boomer change recently? Yeah. No, certainly not recently. But even in their day, they accomplished very little. They're so dainty. They bought all Only the a boomer would invent a fucking little corn cob spike that you stick into a big corn cob so you don't have to touch the corn cob with your hand. <laughs> that person made a ton of money, too. I know. Imagine just coming got, up with that. Imagine ugh. eating corn and being like, ah. There's what a do problem I mean? here. Little corn cob. And that's a problem where like very small niche of people. But it's not. Problem. Everyone has them. If you go to every American home, I would say like mm. 98% have the little corn cob. Yeah. Spike. Yeah. I even asked. I, this is how brainwashed I am. I went and I went to eat it and I was like, wait, where are the little corn cob spikes? <laughs> and then I was like, why do I need that? I don't need that. Just fucking pick it up with my hand because I'm a grown adult. It's great. God damn it. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, I, I think, yeah, I don't know. Squirt, it's, it's fun to aim. I think yeah. that's the problem is it's fun to aim. And I guess it's fun to get your friends wet. Yeah. But still, squirt great. gun is just bad. On a hot day, it feels good. Right, but so does a sprinkler or a slip and slide. Yeah, but you have to more skill, you know, more satisfaction. <laughs> oh, you're, I thought you were saying it's more skill to use a slip and slide. Oh, no, no. no. I mean, it's just a little skill. A little skill to not hurt yourself too bad. You got to put the slip and slide over like not too many tree roots and things. <laughs> yeah, that's slip true. Slip and slides are fun. I haven't used one since I was probably six or seven, but that was some good shit too. I, I hope that's still good. I like, saw a grown man on Instagram on a slip and slide recently and it looked fun. Great. We I we had a friend who had like an incredibly steep backyard section, and oh. we set it up on that. Oh, then what do you do at the end when you're still going? Whew. You just go on a grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so gets so wet so quickly. There's just like this, you know, their lawn just yeah. becomes this like streak of mud. You know, it'd be fun is you do a little ramp and you put a little pool. Right, quarter pipe, quarter pipe quarter into the pipe pool into like a kid like a ten foot kiddie pool. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Maybe in the future we can do that. We don't have very steep yards. 
No. You'll have to sell your house. Yeah, well, <laughs> it would be worth it if that kind of rig was possible. Find yeah. a little hill for the kiddie pool slide jump. Mm-hmm. Um, have someone with a super soaker light you up after you go out over the quarter Jesus. pipe. <sighs> I don't want to die. I don't either. A super soaker won't kill you. I mean, but it's 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 the metaphor. Yeah, it's just like a simulcrum. Sepulchrum? Sepulchrum of death. Yeah. It's a facsimile. It's a facsimile, yeah. Of death. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and you get enough of those. That's true. All the time. Actual death. Yeah, like when you have heartburn, you think it's a heart attack. Uh Uh-huh. I once thought I was having a heart attack, but I just needed antacids. (laughs) Yeah. I um, recently thought I had some sort of gut cancer. My liver was dying because I had this... This is so stupid. I had... I made this... I followed a recipe and I made this sauce, but it was like, I should have known better. It was way too much olive oil. It was like mm. half olive oil. Oh, wow. And so then you just got really like and then, stomach pain. But the worst was I like, I put it on and Amy was like, this is terrible <laughs> because I was brought up by boomers <laughs> who like were afraid of the Hoovervilles. Yeah. Like I was, I'm like clean play club. Don't waste, oh, yeah. don't throw anything away. So yeah, I fucking ate too. all of it. So I basically yeah. just for dinner had, a well, half a cup of oil. olive oil for dinner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And gave yourself liver cancer. Yeah. That's what I thought. Cause I was like, there's no way, uh, my <laughs> stomach could still be hurting two months later. Yeah. Uh, but I went to the doctor and they said everything was fine. You know, you know what I did that was like that is I had a, um, I had a terrible boss and she was very mean in New <laughs> York. And I was so scared of her that I wasn't feeling that good. This was before COVID. I wasn't feeling that good. I had a little bit of cough. So I was eating a bunch Can of cough. Can you cough. reenact it? I was eating a bunch of cough drops. What kind of cough was it? It was like a like a COVID cough. It was like a dry cough. Full cough. Okay. Yeah, but like I feel like she would have been mad. I don't know. Maybe I thought she would have been mad or I just didn't want to deal with her discussion of it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to mask it. But I ate way too many cough drops. And then I had this like pain in oh. like, the top of my chest. And then I looked at the cough drops. They're like only yeah. like two of these. Is it a day, zinc ones? Like six. Yeah. yeah. So I like zinked myself or something. <laughs> Fuck, dude. But I was texting Carrie, like, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Or I'm going like, to die. It's just heartburn. You, you just got zinked. Got zinked. Jesus. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a tough world out there because you, you don't know what's happening inside. Yeah. Emotionally, that boss died. <laughs> no, they didn't. But I just wanted to say it. <laughs> Doesn't that feel nice sometimes? <laughs> that boss died. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. I did it. You did it. <laughs> See, we're finally right. Wait, no, I didn't do it though. Wait, sorry. I'm so sorry. No, I think you should have said like, "Oh, that's okay. I did it." That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. Oh, rather than like, "That's okay. You didn't kill my dad." Right. 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 I Man, did. I remember it. when you killed your dad earlier and I felt like really bad for a second. Yeah. Because like you talked about your dad being alive recently. Right. And but I like did. I'd it. just seen you for like the episode that we did in the future. You know? No, 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 no. Back up. Your dad was alive in the future. No, he's How not. How is he dead in the he's past? Not. Shut up. We haven't gotten there yet. Your dad hasn't he might he's still good. He's doing great. I he can't is. wait to to meet your dad for the yeah, second I know. time. He's looking forward to it as well. Yeah, I hope he comes. Woo, keep yeah. my fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, we haven't really talked about Gene Hackman at all. He was amazing. The best. So good. Gene, this is Gene's third Grisham, right? Yeah, I think so. He is just a Firm, standby. Chamber. 
Yep. Uh, and now Runaway Jury. Yeah, pretty good. Do you think they could have got like, what is a, I don't know what a runaway jury is. Is that like an actual legal term? I don't think so. I think that's, what's beautiful about this. I think Grisham kind of made that up. Yeah. Cause like the chamber, boom, we know what that is. Yeah. Well, firm. actually I didn't know what it was until I saw it. But. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like you don't think about it until you see the setup of the movie. Why don't they oh. call it the gas chamber? <laughs> that's yeah. a good title. Yeah. The gas chamber. The box. The chamber is not a good title. It's not a good movie. No, but I mean, they made that movie and they probably were like, it doesn't matter what we call this movie. No one is going to watch it <laughs> after Chris O'Donnell utters the first line 40 seconds in. Chris you know, they could have just called it the end. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. What are you still doing here? We all lost money. <laughs> uh, the Gingerbread Man, very strange title. It's so weird based on a tiny fucking part of the movie. It's a right. story. It's a very, but I, I Runaway feel like, Jury is great. It's like the bucket list, you know, they make up a thing. Wait, the bucket list made that term? Are you fucking with, are you? That's what's so amazing about that movie. It's not like a critically acclaimed movie, but it's now in the vernacular, like that concept. That's a great. win. Yeah. I worked on That's that movie. A, we talked about that? No. I was a production you, assistant on the bucket list. Wow. It was my first job. It was fun. Wait, and that's Morgan and. Morgan and Jack. Morgan and Jack Black? Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, that's right. It was so fun. They shot it all in L.A., and uh, every day I'd go to, like, the Taj Mahal, in quotes, and it would be like... Oh, is it take... That's like, right. It would just be like a fountain in Pasadena where they put a big green screen. You amazing. know, they built the Great Wall of China on Mulholland Drive. Wow. It was cool. Man, movie magic is... Super real. fun. Real. Do you miss the, the movies? Uh, No. No, that's good. I like watching them. I like trying to make them. Uh, I don't like working in the business. It's terrible. Okay. I mean, no one likes working in the business. Even the producers are sad. I feel like some people like working in the business. Some are, yeah. There are a lot of sad people, a lot of stress, a lot of money on the line. Yeah. I think actors maybe maybe have the most... Uh, they have fun. It seems like the most fun job. They have a lot of fun, but there's stress for them too. You know? Oh, of course. Stress for everybody. I feel like yeah. uh, they just get paid. They get paid, but they have to do well because if it's like... If you're Chris O'Donnell and then you do the chamber, no one's going to hire you again. They're like, oh, Chris O'Donnell, he did the chamber now. <laughs> oh, his dad was a white supremacist? Yeah. <laughs> God, can't, act, can't get him back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, this movie is successful in all fronts. It's because yeah. what it does, my big complaint about Grisham is that he is confusing me. I cannot understand what he's actually up to because he, he makes movies. His voice changes, like his like creative voice, yeah. his perspectives. Yeah. And he's making movies where he is focusing on the cynicism of American judicial system, yeah. but at the same time celebrating people that are just in it to get rich. Yeah. So it's confusing. Like I, to me, his big thing is like, my favorite person, not me, sorry, uh, John's favorite person. I was being John, yeah, but I realized yeah. Yeah. soon in that I was- a- I bought you, John. Okay, I'm John. Yeah. Hi, My John. name is John. Nice Thank to you. meet you, John. Sorry about your dad. That's all right. I did it. <laughs> I like, well, I hate, uh, what, wait, I think there's a problem with the law. Yeah. But rather than change it, I really like people that get rich off of it. Yep. 
And I don't like people who don't make mm-hmm. money. They're losers. No, losers. So eight movies of that yeah. or six, six movies of that where like our main hero is a person who either is a lawyer who makes a lot of money off of a case or doesn't make money off of a case but makes fame to get rich later. It's just yeah. like all about people making money. Yeah. This is the only movie that acknowledges the fucked up nature of our courts. Yeah. And then has a wonderful like dream. This is a unwoke movie because it's a dream. This movie yeah. is a dream. Like obviously this would never happen never. yet is the most fun version of like rather than change the court, we will fucking get people that have actually been harmed yep. by gun violence. They'll infiltrate a jury like mission impossible and yeah. they'll fucking trick everyone into not only getting money for their cause, but then they also get it to win the case. Yeah. It's just like a fucking masterpiece. If this movie came out now, I feel like it would do even better. Yeah. Cause don't like, Grisham was writing in a time where like people were celebrating like wall street mm-hmm. Fox and yeah. like think that Americanism was cool and exactly. like pre nine 11 pre 2008, just like a world run amok with like everyone just wanting to get rich yeah. and movies were celebrating that people weren't blaming the gun companies too. They were blaming people and they were blaming laws and, but they, they weren't blaming the gun companies themselves yeah. the way that they're trying to now. Yeah. So this I think would do really well. And it's just so wonderful to see a Grisham movie where like the people, our main characters are people with like actual, they want to change the world yeah, and they find a fun way to do it. Yeah. And they have principles. Yeah. And they want to help people. Yeah. God, it's so refreshing. It's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so far, I mean, I like the gingerbread man a little more just because it's like the fucked up for, because I think Grisham is more fucked up than he is optimistic. Yeah. So I like that. There's like a noir, like I'm, I actually just started rereading a bunch of uh, Philip Marlowe, Raymond Chandler yeah. books. Yeah. God, those are, I don't know if you've read those. Um, No, I, maybe I have had one. I mean, I've, I think I've read one Chandler maybe. It's amazing. He's yeah. just like. Book, they're all in LA, right? They're all in LA. Cool. And book two is just like, he's fucking always drunk and he yeah. hates his life and he's just like truly a ruined person yeah and i love that sort of like altman obviously made long goodbye we talked about that Mm -hmm. where it's like this guy who's supposed to be like the champion of yeah solving crime and figuring out how to make the world better and he's just like a total loser yeah and he just happens to make it to the end alive somehow yeah so i like that very like altman's like oh this is the world of grisham a fucking loser who manages to make it to the end so i like that the next movie after that is like Actually, these are fucking, these are heroes. Yeah. This is like a hero. This is a superhero movie. Yeah. I loved cool. it. That is cool. Yeah. Do you have them uh, MVP? Yeah. <clears throat> mine's a, the most straightforward one yet. It's Nicholas Easter. Nicholas Easter. Yeah. He, he's on the inside. He's got to do some of the hardest, heaviest lifting. And uh, I just love, I just love the world that he builds. And he has to kind of build the plane as he's flying it, as consultants would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and John. I don't. I'm not a huge John Cusack fan. I find him a little too smart. I liked him in High Fidelity. You know, he's like, he's like a less. I don't know. He sort of just vibes like friendly high guy. Yeah, like aloof, aloof slacker guy. But now he's the new millennium and it's just, I don't know it's maybe what it worked in sort of worked in the 90s it certainly doesn't really hit that yeah well. I think being disinterested is no longer cool right so you know yes and John still sort of has that so it's really interesting to see him play 
a guy that cares about something so yeah. fucking much. And it really works for him. He's very fun. Yeah. He's charming. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, you can really feel that he's working towards something. Shows his range there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give the MVP to Rachel's character. I don't love it. Yeah. Mar- Super, I what mean, was her she's name? Marley or. Yeah. Marley. I think. <laughs> oh, Hey, you got it right Marley, there. Two yeah. But I don't even know if that's a real name. Cause that's like her phone name, her right. blonde. Yeah. Wake I name. don't think that is a real name. Well, I remembered that. So I'm going to go with it. Uh, she's great. She fucking kicks that guy in the knee or whatever. And she's, yes. uh, she's, yeah, she's cool. She makes big decisions. she, cons gene on the subway has to negotiate in the moment without like you know she has to be so in sync with uh nicholas easter's character yeah and it's so cool to see like i don't know we were talking in pelican brief how like refreshing it was that the romance didn't happen and you yes. sort of see that it's a great thing to have like two hot celebrities like john cusack and rachel weiss yeah like it isn't a romance because they're already boning by yeah, scene one. And they also don't have that contrived conflict where it's like the case is driving them apart. Will their relationship survive? Right. You know, no, like they love each bullshit. other. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like yeah. unconditional. Like, yeah, I got you on this runaway Jerry yeah. thing. So this is a great double MVP. Just yeah. the, I mean, obviously great. Gene Hackman's wonderful as the bad guy and totally Dustin's really good as the troubled yeah. lawyer for the prosecution. If Gene didn't have the stank of the chamber on him, maybe he'd be in the running for MVP. <laughs> God, that stink never goes away. Ugh. I tried watching the heist or heist, the David Mann movie recently. Uh, I had to turn it off. I was like, man, the chamber stinks <laughs> still coming through. <laughs> yeah, but he's really good. He gets, uh, there's no real running up for MVP. Sorry. Wait, is that yeah. George W. Bush? <laughs> Oh, it does look like him. <laughs> Nick Cersei plays Doyle. Does what a terrible headshot. Yeah, is he still working? I don't know. Maybe I'll make yeah, that the... Yeah, his face is so cropped. It looks like W. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, um, but this is a good... I, I, this movie had a lot of big names, and I think the two leads are fucking running away with not only the jury, but my hearts. Oh, totally. All of my hearts. Um, so are you asking when will it end? I think for this one, potentially, I'd see another case where they're on the in, the inside of, you know? I, so this so is I think weird. I wouldn't ask it with this one necessarily because I thought it was cool. You know, it's a cool world and they... It is a cool know. world. Do you watch, do you watch Poker Face? No, but I've heard it's good, I think, from you. It's pretty good. I like yeah. one episode so far. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, it's rare to see like a colombo style show these days where prestige tv sort of made everything into a miniseries yeah and i don't know how the the legs on this to like turn this into like i you mean just if you just throw aside the suspension of disbelief to be like they're infiltrating juries all over the country yeah but if that's their like thing i think it would get old quickly so i'm trying to figure like i want to not be asking when will it end because I really liked this and it was very fun. But I think down deep in my heart, this, I don't know what else you do with this. So I think I might just ask, yeah, I'm ready. This is a, this is a great one and done. I hear you. It feels like the kind of sequel where it could just be too much of a same one trick pony or it's like so different than the original kind of excitement. Right. It's like hard to recreate that same kind of like appeal. You can't keep, you can't do this again. No. It's a really interesting, just like full, like this could be the bottle episode of another series, but right. like you can't, the the thing of P 
people pretending to be jurors is not something that I would ever, I barely believe that they got away with it this time. And I get like, there's no way they're doing this again. Yeah. It would almost have to be like run away something else. You You solved it. What else are they running away? Like running some sort of like runaway TSA. TSA. Yeah. (laughs) Runaway TSA. Runaway FDA. Okay. You know what I mean? Or just some other like, Right, so they just keep infiltrating. This is great. We solved it. I'm not asking anymore. (laughs) I think if they infiltrated other things, so this was the judicial system. Yeah. Yeah, runaway cop. Yeah, yeah. Runaway, yeah, runaway precinct. Runaway precinct. Oof. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. Oh my God, not only did we sort of, this isn't just like a half-baked. I think this is how you continue this franchise. Yeah, it's a cool conversation. This would be fun. Or I'm fully on board. I just hope that Grissom writes another one of these that gets made and we have like a, you know, bonus episode sometime. <sighs> That'd be fun. I mean, we always could go back to a painted house. Yeah, I know. But that felt like what was Hallmark Channel. Yeah, Hallmark Channel. I don't think we can do that. I think, you know, from the from the creators of the chamber comes Hallmark House. Uh, Fuck. I read house. the book. Yeah. It's trash. Trash, yeah, yeah. I will have read Christmas with the Cranks. Enjoy. Once the future happens. Enjoy that future. Yeah, I'm very excited to read the... Uh, you can read it too. As I said earlier, it's always available at the library. So great. I know. No wait. Some books... Just like that Six Flags ride. No yeah. wait. Yep. Some, but not through any... That was through like diligence and hard work and right. exceptional... Uh, no, Christmas with the Cranks is always available, I'm assuming, because no one cares. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. But we care. Yeah. Mickey here at When Will It End? Totally. At the studios. Um, yeah, so it's uh, great. I'm going to, I guess, I don't know. How, uh, next week's Christmas. Next week. Christmas comes early. <laughs> Very early. Well, late, sort of. I don't know anymore. I'm sort of losing track of the time. Yeah. Thread. Well, it's a pleasure to do this for the first time. Yeah. This is good. Yeah.